Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. Hola amigos! Es tu chico Hi Mike. <laughs> you doing alright over there? I'm good. Okay, good. I just felt like saying something in uh, in Spanish. I'm pretty sure. Uh, if I said anything wrong, uh, lo siento, mi español es tan malo. Hmm. For anybody who understood that, better, I basically said, sorry, my Spanish is not good. You said it better than I can. Me no, comp uh, me no comprende español. Uh, uh, the funny thing was I had most of that. Like I knew most of that without having to look it up. Mm -hmm. Which I took like a workplace Spanish class, which was absolutely fucking useless and ridiculous. If I may say so myself, it was full of shit that I would never say. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't any like there was no like, hey, spread your butt cheeks. I need to search that, you know, or anything like that. It was just, you know, hey, do you require assistance? You know, shit like that. And I'm like, I'm never going to say do you require assistance. I'm more likely to say spread your butt cheeks because that's the way I talk to the uh, the dudes uh that were um that were latino and i had a special relationship okay where we would constantly like talk about homosexual stuff to each other <laughs> that's the whole reason why not because i'm an unhelpful prick but okay. because i wanted to say shit like that <laughs> well i'm glad you explained that because yeah. uh, on its own it made so little sense so very little sense. Yep. There's still a guy. I haven't worked there in 10 years. And uh, there's still a guy that I uh, talk to on Facebook periodically who I still call Big Poppy. And I send him messages in Spanish all the time, even though I mostly have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's funny. Another weird thing I had the other day, I got the, inspe or the registration for my vehicle and I knew the mileage of my truck off the top of my head. That's really... Like to the number? To the number, dude. That's... To the fucking tense, I had it. You need to take that number and go play the lottery with it. And I was like, why do can. I know this? Yeah, that's a really odd thing to just know. Now, if I guessed it, I would totally be wrong. I don't oh, have yeah. any idea what it is now. No, that was like a moment of serendipity, like in, in Red Dwarf when they got the luck virus and they became incredibly talented for just a few seconds. <laughs> like you should have like at that point, you should have been like, just it's call probably, up a bookie and be yeah, like, it's probably too late now. Yeah, too late now. You, you haven't you only had like that very narrow window in which to place a bet unfortunate but you know i, I don't make the rules on these things uh cheese balls cheese balls in a tube yeah in a tube visually it's for the listening audience yes visually yes it's a tube of cheetos mini cheddar balls and i have to say one thing um there is no quality control whatsoever at the cheetos factory because <laughs> some of them are like little hard nuggets of cheese and other ones are like normal size like what you would imagine a cheese ball would be and then the next one is like half of that and then the next one is you know it, it's so <laughs> it's you ever so go to like, random do you ever go to like sam's club or costco or something buy a big old bag of like i don't know cheese like like let's say like cheese sticks like mozzarella sticks mm. and you go and you you, you open them up and nested in there among the many mozzarella sticks is a little bit of a chicken yeah oh <laughs> just yeah a, Dude. just a little chunk of chicken not even every a proper fucking chunk. time that we get shit from walmart i'm like popcorn chicken yes please i love their popcorn chicken and like i will never fails i will always get a potato wedge or yeah. something like or a curly fry and i'm like do they even do they even have curly fries yeah like yeah. how did that even get in there well i was talking about the frozen are you talking about the frozen bags are you talking about the no no, no. i mean stuff? i go to the i go to the deli and get them oh, usually okay usually I'm, I'm like i'm starving i need something to eat so i go to the deli you. and get something i got you no i mean i i was talking more about like like the frozen bags where it, you know it's <laughs> it makes just sense there too stuffed in there with with it's your like regular tender yeah it's like a chicken tender in there i remember finding those several times and being like I don't understand how this bagging works. Like, I call that bonus chicken. That is bonus chicken. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you you uh, get that a lot. Of, like Burger King is infamous for mixing stuff together. I remember. And, and, and Arby's too. 
I remember when you used to talk about banquet chicken that you, you always said the reason it was called banquet chicken is because it had mashed potatoes inside. Yeah, and, because and of that breading. That breading, yeah. yeah. It was never really appetizing to me. I know that banquet chicken was your jam back in the day. That's why I was like, yeah, I could eat like a piece of it maybe. But then I was just like, oh, there's so much breading on this. It makes me nauseous now. Yeah, actually. It's, it's, no, it's no bueno. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, I've kind of, well, I mean, like, I've grown out of a lot of those habits, like a lot of those foods, because I just got sick of them. You know, it's like <laughs> you eat them enough times and you're like, man, I just want real food. I got that way with pancakes. But pancakes are real food. Like, yeah, I, get I know, what you're but like, saying. I ate pancakes so frequently. Like, we had them every fucking week. And I got to the point where I was just like, look, I don't, I don't want pancakes anymore. Like, I don't want spaghetti right now because I'm so tired of spaghetti. I never mm-hmm. thought I would say that. You I know, need, but at I one point, I did up, that. I need to come up with some new recipes because now that I'm not ordering out at all, like last night, we were like, okay, you know what? We've been so good and we've been under so much stress. Let's just. Let's let's stress eat tonight. So we ordered some pizza and, you know, that was great. But I still every other day uh, have to cook something or come up with something with real food options. And it's like, man, I just realized how limited my menu is. <laughs> you know, I have like four meals that I can make and two of them. One of them is rice aroni. You know, it's like the other one's mac and cheese. It's it's and it's that it's not that I'm incapable of cooking. It's that I never think about what I need in a recipe. I just want to work from a box because it's true. I'm we, are, we are the Lipton noodles and sauce generation. We are. I like to Where, cook. Like, everything came in one package and all you had to add was water or milk I, and butter. I like to cook. I hate grocery shopping and I hate meal planning. <laughs> Yeah. So so the problem is that when I go to cook, I'm like, well, I sure wish I had thought ahead because I know what I need, like a fresh pepper and a fresh onion. But you won't find those things in my kitchen right now because <laughs> I don't think that far ahead. I'm, I'm just sort of actually right now with the house move, I'm on pure autopilot 90 percent of the time when I'm awake. I'm just I'm just moving through the day because there's so much on my mind and so much stress and. You know, aside from occasionally packing a box just to blow off some steam, there's not much that I can do. I just like packing a box to blow off steam. Like, I need to blow some steam off. I'm going to go pack a box. Yeah, I'm going to go pack, <laughs> I'm gonna a, go box. pack a box. I'll pack the shit out of that fucking box, well, man. It feels good to have one more no, box like, done. Yeah. It's nice <clears> to have one more box done, you know, like get that shit done. I but, get it. Um, I will say this when I. Uh, when I started down this process, both the, the the lender and the realtor both said to me very explicitly, now that you are shopping for a home, you will see all kinds of spam emails and phone calls and all this stuff demanding that you sign this or that you do that because people find out about you doing this and they're going to think, and this will go on for some time. And Mm -hmm. you know what? It hasn't. But what has happened is that Home Depot and local contractors all over the tri-state area now have my, have my algorithm, have me in their algorithms. So I'm constantly being served you know, uh, bathroom treatment uh, services and like gutter treatments and window treatments, like all these different like services, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. hey, put this little thing on top of your gutter for like a hundred feet, you know, like it's like, it's only a dollar 49 for hundred feet or whatever, not including installation and it'll add value to your home and it keeps the leaves from getting in your gutters. How cool is that? And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't even have the house yet. I, I got no gutters as we yeah, speak. I have no gutters at all because my trailer, because well, because they fell off my trailer. But <laughs> well, you, you you just you just wait, buddy, because once you're in this place for maybe a year or two, maybe not even that long, you'll start getting the flurry of we want to buy your property email or uh, oh, things already, in the mail. I already get those for my trailer. Like, it's fucking real. Like if if I was gonna sell my house. I promise you, if you send me something in the mail, you are the last motherfucker that I'm going to call. 
You right. are the last person I would call. You've made it that way for yourself. Yeah. Because would, you harassed me for years. Yeah. I, I I would consider the guy on the little paper sign that at every intersection that says yeah, call Chip. We buy Chip. houses. Yeah, we buy houses. Talk to Chip. Not a scam, it says. <laughs> I actually yeah. saw a sign once. It wasn't for that. It was like make money on your spare time or whatever. And in a little corner it said, uh, not a scam. I this like, is a scam. Oh, wow. Like, oh. Oh, right. wow, okay, it's not a scam. All right, well, see, because if the sign says it's not a scam, it must be safe. Right. Yeah, I mean, truth in advertising, because otherwise right. you could sue them for lying to you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. that's, yeah. you know, just like uh, the funny the funny ones that I always see, especially going up towards Harrisburg, are the ones that say dog poo problems. Call Mr. Scoop. And I'm always like, mm -hmm. who's driving around going, man, I have so many problems with dog shit. I wish I knew what to do. And then yeah. they saw the Mr. Scoop sign on the meeting and we're like, oh, my God, it's so obvious now. Mr. Scoop has got the answer to all my problems. Mr. Scoop, if you have a dog, you know what to do with dog shit. I mean, you well, should. You should. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that you do. I don't so think you're going to have an epiphany on the highway, though. I'd be like, oh, my God, it's all right there. Who knew? I well, I mean, everyone has a strategy, right? Every every dog owner has a strategy. Some people use the old plastic bag in hands, you know, kind of do that and and then, you know, kind of keep doing that into another bag and then sort of, sort of like a big glove. But I don't find that that creates enough buffer for my comfort. Have I you have my smell your hands after you're done. Yeah, they don't smell I, like shit. You're good. Well, see, that's the as thing, long as there's like, no sharp turds. Well, I'm still like one plastic bag could have a hole in it. Ah, I need at least double coverage on that. Well, I mean, you are only talking dog shit. It's not like fucking uranium or something like that. <laughs> Dude, you don't understand my adverse nature to these things. I, you, you, yeah, I can't be touching shit. No. You freak but, out when you break through the toilet paper? Yeah. Like, oh my god! Let me yeah. let me give you let me give you a hint for this one, okay? You're gonna you're gonna love me for this, and other listeners will love this too. You ever get shit on your hands? You know that it's hard as hell to get the smell off your hands. Mm -hmm. Mint toothpaste. Just take and rub some of it on your fingers. Let it sit till it dries, and then wash it off. It'll take the smell away with it. Hmm. How did you discover this? Uh, a nurse told me. Oh, okay. Yeah, a nurse that we uh, that we had uh, told me that uh, that that worked, and it, and it does. Okay. It really does. Well, that's good to know. If I ever get you know shit on my fingers and can't you, get you the will, smell I, to go, dude, right? you're going to you get will. shit on your hand at some point in time. And, it's going but, to happen. Well, I didn't say I wasn't, but yeah. that I can't make the smell go away. I mean, that's never happened to me. But see, that's because I'm very careful about not touching it. So yeah, I indiscriminately touch poop actually, all the time. So you know, actually, that's well, why I can't. Get small off my hands. Yeah, actually, I did once shake a hands with a, a homeless man when I when I worked and lived in Washington D.C. and mm. he was a very nice man. Did he give you the stink palm? But he stank me up like nobody's business. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think that was just his natural state. Right before you got there, point. he was sticking his hands in his butt like in he mall may rats. Very well have. Been yeah, because my hands stank for the rest of the day despite numerous washings and i'm talking like i it was giving me a headache the smell of my own hand was giving me a headache <laughs> like i would in today if i you had instantly a, thought of that lady at foxes oh yuck no dude i mean if i i, I should have like put like a bag on my hand and just tried to type through it for the rest of the work day because i was also touching my mouse and touching my keyboard and it's like, oh, it was so gross. It, it brings so me joy. Gross. Yeah. It's funny. I, I couldn't look that guy in the eye after that because I was like, dude, you are disgusting. And I realize it's not really entirely your fault, but I mean, I don't want to touch you again. And so I think of you as something not to be touched. And therefore, I have thought of you as less of a person. And, and, and I can't help it. You don't touch priceless sorts of art either, so... Well, you those know. are also not people. Yeah, well, they might make your hand smell bad. Well, they could. It, it's possible. Yeah. They're old. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I had no less compassion for the guy. I didn't disrespect him any. I just didn't want him to touch me ever again. 
And, and that does change your perspective of a person when you've had that kind when you touch someone and a stink comes away that stays with you for an entire day, your opinion about that person's going to change, even if they are homeless, because you're going to be like, um, you have to be a really strong person to, to overcome that easily. I think I'm too squeamish and I, I, it was too real. You know what I mean? Like it's too much. Like that guy has to live in that because he has no choice. That's fucked he up. Doesn't, he doesn't even smell it. He doesn't even smell That's it. That's the thing that he doesn't even know yeah. it exists. Yeah. He's like that guy who lived in, in didn't bathe until he was like 90 and they made him take a, a, a bath and then he died. Well, yeah, because his body was being held together by whatever organisms were festering on him. Right. Probably. Right. Right. His skin immediately fell off. Yeah. It just <laughs> rippled just off. off all of his skin. Like, it's... yep. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I guess you adapt to whatever and you're okay. But for me, I mean, just the idea of being covered in that kind of filth that I mean, you know, where your where your brain is going when you smell it, you know, like your brain is in horror. It's like nothing should smell like that. That is like when you smell that, you get away from it because that's poison. You know, speaking of stink palm and mall rats, did I ever tell you that uh, I ran into a Kevin Smith impersonator once? <laughs> And I got my picture taken with him. Why? Why? Uh, well, okay. I don't understand why anyone would impersonate Kevin Smith, but I don't understand why anyone impersonates any celebrity other than maybe Elvis. The thing is, he was impersonating fat Kevin Smith when Kevin Smith was skinny. So yeah. I think maybe he found his niche there. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he was like, look, I'm still, I'm fat Kevin Smith. Everybody loved that guy, right? So right. yeah, he looked, he didn't look like exactly like him, but he looked a surprisingly large amount like him. To the extent that I first went, oh my God, is that Kevin Smith from across the darkened room? It was at the Abbey uh, above um, Appalachian Brewing Company. It was in the, okay. the club upstairs. All right. And I was like, bro. And he was wearing a fucking like Oilers jersey or, you know, the jersey of his. It looks like the Edmonton Oilers jersey and said Smith across the back. And I'm like, there's, there's no mistaking this guy. It's obviously like a super fan and trying to look like him at this mm -hmm. point. This is, you know, I, I'm feeding into it now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Kevin Smith impersonator. Yep. Well, I mean, uh, it just shows that anyone can, you know, uh, find their niche somewhere in life. I just don't see like they're always like hire me for your party or do this for your party or, or I'll come to your event. And it's like, has anyone ever been like, wow, man, I'm really glad that you got that celebrity impersonator that made the event. Like the whole thing is based on a premise that's idiotic to begin with. No one wants a fucking unless 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 they can sing and dance. I was going to say, I think that if it's a really, really good impersonator, like convincingly good impersonator, I could see people being like, that was pretty cool. But uh, I don't think anybody's going off the wall and being like, that was the greatest thing ever, unless right. it's uh, uh, a porn star or, or somebody that takes their clothes off or, you know, does some amazing party tricks. But that's not that's not an impersonator. That's something else. Well, if they're impersonating the person that does these things, it would make them an impersonator. Maybe. But if they're impersonating a porn star, they are a porn star. Because there's nothing like... But they're also impersonating a an individual. So they still are impersonating also. Maybe, but they're... Okay. When you cross the line into sex work, you stop being an impersonator. I don't think I agree no, with that. No, maybe I don't agree with that. Because if there was ever like a Gordon Ramsay midget, I'd be so into that. And that would totally be impersonation. But it's not porn if it was having sex with something or something true but like gordon ramsay i don't know that gordon ramsay even has sex period he seems very angry like he would just be the most oh, angry no gordon ramsay's a like, sweetheart i want to hear nothing you call that, that a blowjob bitch <laughs> i've seen better suck jobs from a porcupine like i don't know he throws something british out there i don't think porcupines are british but you know no you know what that is entirely 100 percent an act 
I'm convinced of it. When you, I know you, when he's with kids, he's a nice guy. He's but a super I nice guy. I very rarely guy. see him being nice to adults. But I think they're also often being brought into that being remember told, that john topper asshole from that bar rescue how come you never let me finish a fucking thought? i don't know because i just because i just thought about john topper too. i don't give a fuck about john topper can suck my balls i was in the middle of talking about something he might just he might just if you ask oh my god what were we even talking about you were talking about gordon ramsay being a sweetheart yeah he is a sweetheart he's a nice guy he's just it's like a contractual thing because if you watch the british equivalents of a lot of these shows he's not nearly as explosive like like he's a lot more um i mean it depends when he's dealing with asshole restauranteurs a lot of times those i believe guys, they're called restaurateurs restaurateurs is that yes. how it's pronounced i think that's the proper okay. pronunciation okay well whatever restaurant people like a lot of them they have huge egos and they're like they don't listen to him they lie to him they continually disrespect him that's why he screams and acts like a jackass to him on the on the american shows they just remove that context because they, we want to hear more of the the funny man with the accent screaming that's what we want we want more loud sound bites to put at the ends of commercials and you know or ends of of, of like to to top off the hour you know like and the winner is, you know how they always do that thing in those shows that the winner is, and they stop talking. Don't you just want to stand up, walk over there and slap them to get them started again? Like, would you get this well, shit Normally together? it's, and the winner is, doo -doo -doo. Yeah. we'll announce it after this commercial. That's right. what they do. Yeah. Right. But you know that on stage, while they're recording, they're stopping. And that is the most precious little thing. I just want to slap their little faces right off. Because I, I I don't know man I am I am not a fan of that competition style television. Like, I don't yeah I, I, I don't. have watched them before like some some of it sometimes it can be fun, like Runway Project Runway was okay America's Top Model had its moments. Never watched it. Uh, I watched it peripherally because my wife was watching it. The most the the only competition show I think that I've watched with any kind of regularity was RuPaul's Drag Race and that's because my daughter loves it. Okay. Well, then So that's pretty much it because I like the mass singer and shit. I got no time for that. Oh yeah, I don't have time for that shit either. Nothing. But no. see they they all have a variety. They're all basically the same show. I mean, not all yeah. of them. The the mass singer is and more chances of are we stole it from Britain anyway. Mask Singer, yes. Mask or Japan. Yeah. The Mask Singer is more performative, like American Idol. I call that like American Idol esque. Um, such, such and such got talent. But the, the, then you've got the like competition shows for people who don't necessarily perform, but do some kind of art or craft really well, like makeup or modeling uh, or fashion or tattooing or any number cake. Oh, I mean, it goes on. There are so many of these shows. It Ink is masters. Ink is masters. Addictive. It is. It's a good show. Yeah. But I then will again, sit and watch that motherfucker for hours. But then again, at the same time, it's not really engaging television. I mean, it's engaging, but it's not really, you're not coming away with anything from it. You know, you're not tattoo ideas, maybe tattoo <laughs> ideas. That's it. But, I mean, it's a dream. You're watching. You're watching like some some uh, dream tattoo job that has no price tag on it being done, right? And so you can sort of vicariously say, "Wow, what if I had an unlimited budget to do my whole arm? What would I do?" And these guys are doing it, you know, because those guys happen to be incredibly good tattoo artists. Wow. Most Usually, of them, most especially of them. like I would never be like, yeah, I'll be on the first episode. No, <laughs> I'd no, be no, like, no, no. I'm going to need to be like on the semifinal <laughs> because I, I want a competent tattooer. I watched I watched an episode, but even the ones that are that get to that. Oh, show, I've seen some real fucking train wreck tattoos that made me go. 
Oh, really? God, and you're on a show that does this? Yeah. You, you watch would... some of the earlier seasons. Really? Okay. Oof. Maybe they there's just some, didn't have some, some budget. Bad then. Ones. Maybe they didn't have the recruiting budget back then, so they couldn't yeah. find the right people. I thought they I thought my impression was like with most of these shows that you have some basic you would think so it, but right? there's always like one or two people per season now i don't know about well in the later seasons probably not they always have somebody who's really divisive about shit but like earlier on it was more about amateurs mm -hmm. so they had people that like oh, i taught myself how to tattoo when i only have one machine and and you know it's homemade and everything and then the guy gets on the tattoo show and like fucks everything up yeah you know and like they're like let this be a lesson to you <laughs> like well be this guy if i were a showrunner i would want more amateurs that screwed up because it would make for a more interesting watch you know but unfortunately then you gotta have people who are like signing waivers and shit so yeah, yeah. just tattooing in henna you can't yeah you can't <laughs> sue you can't sue the show because you've got a shitty tattoo forever and ever yeah just and call tattoos are pretty much forever yeah yeah we'll pay you know like, what's the worst like we'll pay for your laser surgery <laughs> i don't even want to think about that yeah you know? oh, you, oh and you got it on your groin yeah. <laughs> well fuck you for getting a groin tattoo that was the saw, dumbest decision you I ever made i saw a video of a girl getting a butthole tattoo removed mm -hmm. yeah it was like a butterfly did you send that to me it probably was if, if it had you, a butthole tattoo it was probably me you sent me about 400 things in the last two days so i, I, <laughs> I, I can't I track did, i what... did send a shitload of stuff to you it wasn't recently if i sent you that no it was it, okay because it was something i might have sent you or i <laughs> why didn't i send it to you because yeah it's just right this up my big alley butterfly butt tattoo and and you can't see her asshole because there's like you know the cloth of panties but they're like <laughs> snapping these snapping it away and and it's like oh like that's man. an area like you'd really not want to have that like there are your eyes like well, your eyelids yeah well the caption <laughs> the caption said something like um like when she wants to go go clean for her for so her parents something like that like so she wants to get clean so she can find a guy she can introduce to her parents or something like that i, I yeah, don't know does that mean i mean you can have a butterfly tattoo on your butterfly well, tattoo on your butthole and did you, you say could still meet a nice guy i did say tattoo <laughs> bob's burgers <laughs> <laughs> you can you can have a nice butterfly tat on your butthole and still meet nice guys yeah i mean yeah. i don't unless you're that's your you know your your lore like you send people picture your butt home like if you're into this you'll be into me then you know maybe mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. you meet some questionable guys but you meet yeah. like an average dude and he doesn't find out about it until he gets down there and he's like oh shit well then maybe he that's immediately become a sleaze bag maybe that's been her problem all along is that she sort of hovers along the ground sort of above people and just shows people her butthole tattoo yeah, she's all got the time her legs like that and that's how the first impression, icebreaker that's her first impression you don't even see her face first you just see this you know Part butterfly in her butthole yeah. and you're like whoa yeah. <laughs> well she's like being pushed along on a cart with her legs up in the air like that and she's just lifting the skirt she's like check out my butt check it out it goes all the way in <laughs> that butterfly butterfly ha ha oh oh my oh nilly you didn't see it was in the cocoon stage it just looked like a turd hanging out in there going back to to what we were talking about with the tattoo boss or tattoo ink master ink masters the i i saw <laughs> tattoo boss i like that one tattoo, too. tattoo boss <laughs> um <laughs> Blowjob masters. <laughs> <laughs> Blowjob kings. <laughs> your, con <laughs> your model failed to come. You are eliminated. <laughs> okay, back to what I was saying, though. The most gnarly thing I ever saw on Ink Masters was the uh, this, this guy wanted a head tattoo, like a full head tattoo. Ugh. And it was like the guy started the guy started freaking out uh, at a certain point and and he had to slow down and stop and then he was like okay all right no i'm good i i can keep going and he went another five minutes and the guy started going blind because they're because you know head tattoos are super intensive 
you're rattling your brain around inside your skull that whole time. And this was like a six hour oh, session. Thanks. Yeah, this is a six hour session. The guy shouldn't have even made it as long as he did. He was a fucking trooper. But now but he's they, got like a half finished head tattoo, right? Yeah, and how the That's fuck terrible. do you recover from that, right? Yeah. Like, to, I guess you was, just grow hair. I, I guess. But I mean, he had it's to It's a be, surprise to your grandkids when your hair falls out. <laughs> he had to be taken to like, to like a hospital. You know, it was like they had to rush him out to a hospital. Like he left in an ambulance. Maybe you can get put under and have them finish it. I maybe it was just so much stress. I mean, think about having that happen to you. Like, no, for even 20 minutes. You'd I don't like, want to think about stop. it because yeah. I can't imagine the hell that would go on underneath the skin there. Like you would probably feel like you're going insane. Well, your whole head is vibrating. It would be horrible. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. You know, I thought of something from what we've been talking about here. Have you ever seen a Steve Buscemi impersonator? <laughs> no. I bet you there isn't any. There there may be. He's I such can... a unique looking dude. I couldn't imagine anybody being him. I wonder. Steve Buscemi impersonator. Impersonator of Steve Buscemi. Uh, on socia.biz s-o-s-i-a dot biz mm, sounds like a reputable yeah. website um, I think this guy looks uh, he doesn't look like Steve Buscemi he looks like somebody else he's from Italy oh. alright wow he's like, sounds like an Italian name Buscemi Oh, Socio.biz is an entire group of of uh, impersonators. Impersonators, yeah. Oh man, it's too bad you're not in house. We should this this should be a recording. You could share your screen with me. I could share your screen with you, but that'll fuck things up. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's a shame. We'll have to hold on to that for another time because that impersonators are one of my favorite. <laughs> I love, oh, dude, I love impersonators because they're either nothing like the person or they or they nail it in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Like, but, oh, the voice is, is spot on, but the face isn't quite right. But I've seen some that I'm like, that guy doesn't fucking look anything like who he's supposed to be. Right. He doesn't sound like him either. Right. He's just some drunk guy. <laughs> It's average New Yorker. Oh yeah, okay. He nailed that one. Yeah. Hey, I'm hey. impersonating your your neighbor. <laughs> I'm impersonating over here. I'm impersonating <laughs> your neighbor that you never talked to. What? You don't know what he sounds like. Yeah. You don't fucking know that. <laughs> <laughs>
is just interesting to me that if you like were in the room with us and we weren't recording anything and you didn't we didn't know you were there we were just having a normal conversation you'd be like these guys are two pretty thoughtful guys who don't really make a lot of jokes they're they're pretty serious people they talk about really serious shit it's true you put the camera on me and i want to make everything into a joke this is my outlet dude yeah oh my god you now he's dead stuck on your head (laughs) there he is fucker now you got your now you got your fucking 15 seconds yeah nice You crossed the line on that one, buddy. I'll let you get away with it once, only because I couldn't catch you. But the second time, I just smacked myself in the forehead. And now I'm like, ha ha, Flo, I got you. I slapped myself. You did slap yourself in the head. Yeah. And you did it it triumphantly, too. Well, I was pretty proud of that shot. You took pleasure in that. You were like, yeah! (laughs) Have you ever accidentally hit yourself in the nuts? Yes. And been like, oh, I got, oh, God, why? Why did Did I do that? Dude, like, yeah. you ever be like, just like have like a like a fly swat or something, just be doing like that with it, smacking it around, and just go, I'm gonna fucking kill you, fly. I'm gonna f- ah, fuck right on the tip, right on it, like right on the fucking We've Henry Kissinger, there. right on the Henry Kissinger, right there, <laughs> <laughs> the Henry Kissinger, the split. yeah, the split. <laughs> I call mine the Donald Rumsfeld, the Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> I don't know. That name was the first one that popped into my head. I think they were both both like some kind of secretaries. It's the Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors. (laughs) Someone brought up Kissinger today and I was like, dude, that's the weirdest thing. I haven't thought about that cat in like 30 years. I happened to see Donald Rumsfeld on a video the other day. That was what probably why it was fresh in my mind. Is he dead? I don't think so. I don't know. I thought he was dead. I mean, I guess we can look it up. Donald. Donald. Donald Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld. He died in 2021. Rest in peace, Mr. Rumsfeld. I'm sorry that I uh, evoked your name in jest. Mm. I see. That's a funny thing because I don't carry that that whole just because someone's dead, I need to respect them. Hey. I'll throw it out there, you know? I don't think there's anything respectable about that man. I won't. I guess you're right. He can't defend himself. But when was he gonna? You know? (laughs) He wasn't one of the bad guys. Are you fucking kidding me? Donald Rumsfeld? No, you're not thinking of the same person. I I, like Donald Rumsfeld, I don't think was was conservative, was he? I thought he was the... He was the Secretary of Defense under Bush, dude. Are you sure? Yes. He was a Republic con- Republican congressman. Donald Rumsfeld. How, you have to be thinking of the wrong dude. You got to look him up. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, fuck him then. <laughs> I don't know who I was thinking of then. I don't know who you were thinking of hmm. either, but it certainly wasn't him because this guy, this man was a snake. He was on he appeared on an episode of Opie and Anthony once and and basic and I think uh, Louis CK might have been on the show with him as well. And they took a call from Donald Rumsfeld and he's like talking to them and and he's like, well, maybe you should be careful who you talk to or something like that. The way he said it was very offhanded, but it was chilling. Everyone in the room went like that because it was it was very much like a threat. And when you get threatened by someone who was the former Secretary of State, you tend to kind of go, um, wow. He was the Secretary of uh, Defense, Defense, wasn't he? Defense, Defense, not State. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was, for some reason, very, very much part of the meme culture of a a, uh, uh, a forum that I used to go to called something awful i don't know why robert gates i mean he's the guy i was thinking of when put donald rumsfeld's face on it you mean robert gates was uh was obama's secretary of defense oh okay that's who i was thinking of okay Hmm. i'm an idiot (laughs) (laughs) fair enough all right 
I'll, I'll call it as it as it as it lies. <laughs> but for some reason, Donald Rumsfeld was really popular as a meme in this forum that I used to go to called hmm. "Fuck You and Die," and like there was this guy. I that was I, his motto. God, what was his fucking name? What was that guy's name? I can't remember what he called himself on the forums, but uh, he always had Donald Rumsfeld as his avatar, and it just used to crack me up because he had like a pimp hat. And he was always like posting pictures of of shit like like he would do these little vignettes from uh from like star trek and like put text on top of them like little change shit up so that it was like oh yeah what's up dog how you doing man hey i'm just chilling with data here we go smoking some splits you know like that kind of shit <laughs> doc doc i can't remember his fucking name anyway it wasn't severance and was it no that was the band leader for johnny carson no so i Doc fucking know that off the top of my head that's weird to know not really not i mean not really weird but it is an un, an unusual thing to remember you know considering that was what 40 years ago uh 35 40 like towards the end of the run yeah yeah, yeah. doc Severinsen. <laughs> yep Roddy, uh, uh, Rod Roddy. That's another Rod one. Roddy, the announcer for The Price is Right. Yeah. Well, former the announcer most, for The, the Price most is Right. Sc- the most scintillating man on the planet. <laughs> who I knew immediately. I was like, yeah, I know who that is. I, I, when I was a kid, my grandmother used to watch The Price is Right. Uh huh. And when I was over there, I had to watch The Price is Right. I watched The Price is Right religiously throughout high school and, like, well, not during. This, uh, during the summer, right? You know, like uh, yeah, obviously you weren't watching it in school, right? But we like, didn't have from, that technology then. From like elementary school, if I was a sick day or it was summer, yeah, you better believe I was watching The Prices Right. My grandma, because I was with my grandma during the summers, mm-hmm. right? And then later on, it just was like a habit. Like if I was around, I was gonna watch. It was a grandma thing. Prices Right, but uh, then my grandma also always was really into Liberace. So she would watch like these videotapes of Liberace. And I remember thinking like Liberace wasn't as shiny as Rod Roddy or he really wasn't. I mean, he was very, very, very fabulous. Right. But Mm -hmm. I feel like Rod Roddy took it to a new level, like to the point where he should be considered a fashion icon. Those (laughs) scintillating colors, the scintillating many colored shirts and jackets that he would wear. I mean, they would fit right in a gay pride like parade today and i don't think that that was ever his angle i mean might might have been he was just a snappy dresser yeah i I just think he was a snappy dresser i think that was just his his thing i don't think there was any shtick no i don't think there was any political stance to it at all but i would if if hell even even not being gay I might dress like that if I look good in a suit. Just if I had the means, I would. Means, I would yeah. throw with some. I'd throw some flair down on the regular when I was going places. I think I don't know about like everywhere, but I would definitely uh, bro, throw make down. Make it some a fucking. F- make it a. Make it a thing. I'm going to the drugstore to pick a prescription, and I'm wearing shiny pants. No, you know what? I'm saying. You know? I'm saying. I don't think I would. But then again, I there was a time in my life when I walked around wearing leather pants. So you know. I can honestly say I have never worn leather pants. Never once. You know what was funny about them? They were heavy as fuck, and they. But tore. I wore chaps. Yeah. The, the like the the liner tore out of them almost within like a month of owning them, and they <laughs> became like the saggy pain in the ass to wear. And I was like, you'd like go to take a piss and unzip them, and the whole thing would go boom like that because it weighs ninety pounds. You'd be standing at the urinal with your pants around your ankles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Imagine so, you also sweat like a motherfucker in there. Yeah, they were sweaty. Yeah, it wasn't. They they looked cool. I remember I had that, and I had like a like a bowling style t shirt, like a not a t shirt, but like a button down. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. I still have one of those shirts or two of them. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking. Yeah. About. It had like flames on it and shit. It was like straight out. Mine of... are a lot more tame, but I still dig that style of shirt. You know what I mean, though. Like yeah. at that at that era, in the beginning of like 2000, like 2000, right, right around there. Because this mm-hmm. was high. This was the five year high school reunion. 
um i i showed up dressed like that and i had a pair of like brad pitt fight club red sunglasses that i was wearing even though i couldn't see shit <laughs> because i fucking took my glasses off to wear them and my hair is all spiked and i think i'm such a badass and i wasn't able to go to that one yeah that's a shame that would have been yeah yeah it was that is a shame but uh it, it it was uh it was weird it was like a weird experience um and i remember afterwards a couple people coming up to me and being like you're kind of ballsy for having dressed like that and i look back on it now and realize was it i mean i was putting on a uniform i was like maybe i wasn't i don't know i didn't know anyone else that dressed like that i guess but mm -mm. I guess I was just trying to figure out who the hell I was. Uh, I, I don't want to go too deep in on this one, but how fucking hilarious is this? We hate cancel culture, but we're going to cancel Bud Light. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. And Coors it's... Light and everything. I there's uh... If you have a really racist, homophobic brand of beer, mm -hmm. you could be making a fucking killing right now. Right, right. Like if you're like, I don't give a fuck about sales. I just want to, you know, let my hatred flow like Nazi beer. Mm -hmm. You'd be making a killing right now in and amongst... The country music ranks, obviously Kid Rock and mm -hmm. uh, Donald Tritt. Trump and his people and Travis Tritt, they would buy this shit by the caseless. It's funny to me to watch this because they're spending their money on Bud Light so that they right. can destroy the cans. You're right. not hurting you're not hurting Anheuser Busch at no, all by Anheuser doing that. Bush you're is, paying them. Dude, their stock went up by like eight fucking percent or something like yeah. that. It was like, like I'm gonna throw all my Bud Light away and I'm gonna go with Coors Light. Guess what? Coors Light is also LGBTQ friendly. Yeah. It, so the <laughs> the month of April is shot up like a fucking heroin addict. It was ridiculous how much more money it was I worth. I love it. I love it too. And what I really love, I just really, really enjoy watching these thin-skinned morons get on social media and destroy precious property of theirs like this yeah. one oh guy my because God. that's the great that's one of the greatest jack daniels did a, a woke thing recently too yeah they did, you know and what whiskey are you gonna go with if you ain't getting jack daniels this guy he's like oh i used to love jack daniels everything but you know what you know what they've gone woke and this is what i say to you and he starts bringing stuff out of his house and throwing it in a dumpster and he's got like this big mirror that says jack daniels on it the thing probably cost him like five six hundred bucks easy you know dumps it in the trash takes these two bottles of jack daniels that are like impossible to get hold of that are like 250 bucks each some special blends special blends you can't get anymore and all these glassware that he has had and like he's got like a good 18 bottles or not bottles but glasses like glassware that that he throws in the trash all this stuff in the trash and the whole time you're watching him you're like thinking well you dumb asshole you, you just made a video about destroying your own shit yep you just you just basically admitted that you're so feverishly afraid of homosexuality on some level or transsexuality or trans anything on some level that you have to destroy your own property to make an announcement about it yep good to make sure people don't think that you're on the same team. you understand where i'm coming from no it's it's yeah. a, it's it's a fear reaction of being called out they don't want to be seen as on that team so they're like well i, I don't like this stuff and well, then they push it let's all be away honest. that is the biggest fear when it comes to people being like oh drag shows are bad and everything because they're afraid that they are going to dig like what it. they're seeing right right and then be ridiculed by their friends mm -hmm. and then there's the rest of us who are like i don't give a fuck if you want to dress in drag be my guest i don't know if you've seen this new meme thing that that's going around that where they're taking like popular tv shows and the and they're taking the actors and they're putting them through ai so they all look like high-end italian fashion models Jesse, we need to produce more Balenciaga. 
No, I haven't. It's so goddamn funny. They just did it with Breaking Bad, and they had like Walter White, and he's he's, you know, looking all chiseled, and his eyes are sparkling blue, and he says, "Do you think I put this on, Skyler? Do you think I buy this? No, I make this. I am not the one who who knocks. Or no, he says like, I." I'm the one who sells. I'm not buying Balenciaga, Skyler. I am Balenciaga. A guy goes into the boutique and buys Balenciaga, and you think that of me? No, I am the one who sells. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. And it's Bellagio. They call it Bellagio. I have to see if I could find it because it's fucking hilarious. I had uh, an experience today that um, I wasn't expecting that made me laugh my ass off and realize how much I actually like the original song once I said, I don't know, it's a better version of it. Uh, it was just the two of us, but uh -huh. the guy was singing it with the words of, um, you know, to the windows, to the wall, to the sweat drift from these balls. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking majestic. I'm sure it was. And uh, I said to my, to, my, uh, to my second oldest, I was like, that is fucking magical. That is the best version of that song I think I've heard. And he's like, you don't like that song? And I was like, I didn't say I didn't like that song. I'm saying that, you know, that that was just magic to put those mm. two together like that, mm. you know? So it was it was pretty cool. I always was, a, I know you're not a big, I don't think you're a big fan of Typo Negative. No. I didn't think so. Never but have they, been, no. They did, a, they did this great cover of, of Summer Cinnamon Breeze. Cinnamon Girl? Sun, Summer Breeze. <laughs> it's like, Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. That song? But mm -hmm. he's like... I know what you're talking about. He's yeah. like, Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. Blowing through the jasmine in my mind. <laughs> it's like this really low fucking basso profundo voice that he does. That, that would probably be good to listen to. I was just never, like, all the goth girls liked Typo Negative when we were in mm -hmm. school, and that's probably what steered me away from them more than anything. Never I think been... Peter Still was an amazing fucking vocalist. Yeah, well, I can understand that, because I've <laughs> yeah. been turned away from stuff because of its fan base before, you know. That's what pushed me away from Limp Bizkit. Yeah, yeah. Because I got to be honest with you, man, when Nookie came out, mm -hmm. I was all about that shit for a little while. Yeah, but see, I always liked goth girls. They I liked them. Me. I didn't like their music. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, that's fair enough, I suppose. Um, I've always, but you know me, like industrial and goth are so similar. There so are some like, crossover points today, yeah. And I've never, I've never been a big, never been a big industrial guy either. Yeah. I can appreciate it, but like I saw Ministry in concert once, and I was just like. I don't, uh, I don't get this. I just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they were opening for uh, somebody else, and I was just like, "Okay, is the trash can banging noise over now?" <laughs> but see, you say that, and I say, "I'll bet that sounded cool as shit." You know, that yeah, sounds... it's just—it's just not my thing. I, I joke and say trash can banging noise. We actually did see a band that opened up for Primus. I swear to you. They were literally banging on trash cans and making like these weird noises and shit. It was the most strange, off-putting music that I've ever heard in my life. I'm using air quotes because hmm. I don't even know that I can call it music because that's what it was. It's what it sounded like to me. Interesting. And my brother agreed with me. And he does like ministry and uh, he likes Nine Inch Nails and stuff. So hmm. I don't think I was alone on that one. It was like well, some local band from uh, Bethlehem. Interesting. I wonder who they were because i mean when they was were this terrible when was this uh last year okay yeah just look up look up uh the bethlehem primus show were they, called, and were they called thunder i don't i i honestly or, i couldn't or, remember or light, the name if you bolt. told me lightning bolt i i don't because there's think so. literally a band called lightning bolt that's called that's basically noise rock that sounds exactly like yeah, what noise you rock would be exactly how i would put mm -hmm. it and i guess if i was expecting that I would have been like, all right, I can I can get where they're going with this. But I wasn't expecting it, so it was like a total shock to me. And I'm like, this is who's opening for Primus? This is fucking terrible. I got some special monsters this week that hold a special place in my heart. Oh, okay. You're a monster. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, you're a fucking monster if 
This is one that goes way back for me. You don't use your fucking turn signals on the highway and just mm-hmm. dart in and out of lanes. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're not only a monster, you're an asshole on you're, top of it all. You're, like, you're a, a, an, a selfish, arrogant piece of shit. Yeah, turn signals are there for yeah. a reason, just yeah. like the people that don't turn their headlights on when it starts raining. Oh, visibility is reduced. I guess I will just go ahead and continue to drive uh, blind and <laughs> completely invisible to the other people on the road. Yeah, I, I had a I had a guy once to I I said this very thing to them and, and they were like, Well, I do that. I'm like, Great. Well then you're an asshole. <laughs> so, yes, yes, you are an asshole. Yeah, that then. makes you an asshole. Nice. Just because you admit it, like I've met people who've admitted they were racist to me. It's like that doesn't mitigate you from the fact that you are. <laughs> Just because I'm, oh, I'll admit it, I'm a racist. Oh, good. Well, in that case, it's all right. Did you have a monster for this week? Do I have a monster for this week? Um, it's hard to come up with it off the top of your head. It is. Uh, I want to say, because, I mean, this isn't in, in line with yours, but if you're the kind of person that preys on the ignorant and the elderly to make your money, you're a mm. fucking monster. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're one of those people who's like calling grandma up and being like, hi, I, I realize that money is really tight for you, but have you considered term life insurance? And it's some bullshit that they're never going to see. And it's not going to take care of their babies. You know, it's not going to take care of anyone. It's just going to ro- rip them away from some more money that they deserve to keep. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, like, like I said, you know, being uh, a soon-to-be home purchaser, uh, I am getting, you know, my fair share of spam more than usual. And I know they're trying to rip me off, but I know better. You know, I know when to call and say, hey, is this legit? Or should I be ignoring this sender? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone is that savvy. There's a lot of people who are very trusting and they're very naive and they they think that no one's out to hurt them and they're wrong. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're very wrong. There are that. a lot of people out there who think, oh, people generally are good and have my best intention or have the best intentions mm-hmm. for me at heart. No, right. no, they don't. They really don't. <laughs> 90% of people will stab you in the back as soon as you turn around. And that's the truth. And it's it's sad and it's unfortunate. You might run into that 10% that doesn't do that. But for the most part, try not to have to rely on somebody else for shit. Um, yeah, try to I, learn stuff and expand your horizons. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you less likely to be uh, relying on somebody like that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, I there are a present company, obviously not included. There's not many people that I do trust. Um, never have. You're going to trust me with a drill and hole saws in your new house. That's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> like, I don't think he'll fuck anything up. Um, <laughs> I think we'll manage somehow. <laughs> oh, shit. The, the second hole. floor is now the first floor. Dude, I'll tell you what. If you can manage to... So, and what this is in reference to, folks, is that he's going to be helping me run some Cat5 cable... Uh, up to the second and third floor of the building from the living room uh, so that uh, my myself and also uh, one of the people who's going to be living there down the line, uh, we have wired access to the internet so we don't get interruptions from other Wi-Fi users, which will be everyone else in the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so um, he needs to help me by drilling a hole through the floor and the ceiling uh, and I'm going to say if drilling a hole through the floor or ceiling causes the entire floor to collapse, I will not even be angry. <laughs> I would, I would just be fucking amazed. It's like the insurance policy was paid up. I'm good. Yeah. Cause I'll also bring a fish with me. You know what a fish is. A wire that you yeah. fish down through holes. Yeah. I can run it from the third floor the whole way down or the second floor the whole way down to the ground floor and you can attach a wire to it and I can pull it on up. Yeah. It makes things a hell of a lot easier. It'll be a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I've run walls through wires. I always recommend for shit like that because stuff can go wrong with them. Um, outside very the wire. easily. 
or yeah, run them outside you. the wall. Yeah, run them outside the wall so you can get yeah. to them. I don't really. I don't. I I'll paint over them when I'm done with everything. I don't. And I'm, I'm gonna have them. You know, if you do it in an inconspicuous spot, like yeah. the corner, who the fuck cares, man? Let it go. Yeah. Don't well, don't bother painting that shit. Well, it won't even be the corner. It'll be the middle of the room because I don't see any other way to do it without. I guess I could go through the ceiling around the house. Racing stripes. Yeah, racing stripes. Yeah, yeah. We'll f I'll figure it out. It's Do a straight run from one floor right to the next. Start at the basement and work your way up. Just a straight run of wire everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have a paintbrush that as, as I pull the fish, the paintbrush is hitting the wire and it's painting at the color of the wall <laughs> as I'm pulling it off the wall. <laughs> we'll do a little Rube Goldberg action for your walls to have wires that are the same color. <laughs> Which one was the uh, Cat 5 wire again? Oh, the beige one? Right, right. There's three beige wires here. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> well, thankfully, Cat 5 is pretty obvious what yeah. it is. So, and it's usually blue, although this is black. Yeah, I, I splurged for the extra thick uh, yes, you coder. Did. Yeah, you yeah. got some you got some premium um, wire coating on that one. Yes, yes, which I didn't really need, but I just didn't want it to. Hey, I didn't want my cats to tear into it like happened with yours. Like, like mine, yes, yeah. who chewed the fucking wire into pieces, yes. Yep. And then I ended up doing this crazy uh, splice job. Well, we should probably let our listeners know before we call it a night that uh, this is going to be last episode for a little while. We are taking a break as I move into this phase in my life in which I take everything I own and stuff it in a box on wheels and push it out to my new building that I'm going to live in and call a house. And and it's all really crazy and nuts. And, and I'm not going to be in any capacity to edit or to do anything creative for at least like well from right this moment a month mm -hmm. uh i think what we said was the last friday in may something like or that or possibly the first yeah the first friday, uh, friday in june, in june. Yeah. and if it's before that because we're able to get it going before then then yeah so be yeah, it yeah so be it we won't put we won't try to force it but uh we do want to get together and do more gaming in the new location hopefully that won't take too long um, but you know, there's so much on my plate right now that I, I can't even, I mean, you know, this edit is going to be the last one. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to taking a break and, and re, re, uh, re meeting on the other side of this big, when I come back, I'm going to have a whole different setup here. Oh yeah. It's going to be all different, bro. Oh, it's cool. going to be professional ish. Nice. Do you Pipe want to drape? Do you want to help? You, do you want to help? Do you want some help? <laughs> I think I think it's just a matter of fabric and piping, to be honest with you, for, for what I'm just going to put like a backdrop behind me that I can change what it says periodically. Oh, okay. Which is what I'm planning on because I'm still going to be doing our soon to hopefully get published podcast, Milk In It, that I'm doing with Brandon. That's the name of oh, it, yeah. Milk In It. That's right. And uh, we've recorded uh, twice already, and I don't have any idea what the time frame is on that. Well, I as know it he's right he, now. He's wrap. He's back into an editing mode. I know that. Yeah, so uh, I, he's just wrapping up something that he was working on first, and I think he's ready to jump on your project next. So, so if you have any interest in things that we don't talk about here, which I'm not even going to tell you what that could be. Uh, could be. Could be. Well, maybe I will tell you. Could be wrestling could be sports in general could be um odd comedy things could be comedians uh you know anything um it could be there it's going to be um a different topic every week right a different topic every week and at least at least one topic per episode sometimes sometimes a little more i think i'm not positive on that one yet because i still don't know the time frame for mm -hmm. how long the episodes are going to be i know how long we've recorded but i have no idea how much of that is usable gotcha. <laughs> because gotcha. you know you know how i like to ramble and we get off topic about something and we start talking about oatmeal and end up talking about bar tax mm -hmm. on pants and it just doesn't make any sense yeah yeah i get it um yeah. 
I've I have been in a chat room with Brandon before too, so I know what it's like to to just go off the rails. And I've also edited multiple episodes of Uncancelled with you and him. And you guys are more tangenty than I am when you're together. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you could imagine two squirrels mm -hmm. seeing a peanut. Yeah, and then seeing another peanut, and then seeing the sun shining through on a leaf, and talking about all these things—that's kind of what it's like. It is. It's uh, O or not OCD, um, hyperactivity and uh, and conversation. I guess I don't know. Yeah, well, definitely hyperactivity. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, you call it. Yeah. Um, so we could we could literally. You know, continue talking forever and you'll never get moved. <laughs> but I just looked at the clock and it's time to shut this bitch down for a little bit because you got to move. And this will all will have all kinds of stories and there will be plenty mm -hmm. of story time on the other side of this. Yep. So that'll have to be a story for another time. Thanks for watching Storytime with Tom and Mike. And thanks for hanging in with us on this journey as it continues about a month from now. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. I forgot you didn't that say part. that, and I did. I did. And I'll say giving it to you, like some of the uncomfortably tense moments that we've had in the past couple of weeks where it's palpable. You can feel it inside of you. But it was all just, you know, for the show. Don't worry. We're not, we're not beating each other up with stuff yet. <laughs> <laughs>